Well, Jacob Rott, welcome to the journey. And uh, I know that we have done some work together in the past regarding a couple of different, uh, different events and different activities. And, um, and I've been following you with your, with your show that's not new anymore. It's been around for a while. But uh, <laughs> I, like many people that come on the show, we're really trying to help identify individuals in the community that are um, not only have learned from certain things that have gone on in their life from either setbacks or an aspiration to do something. What are some of those struggles and what did we learn in those struggles? But then most importantly, how did we take the, what we learned and move that into, into our current and, and how we can either assist other people or live the life that we, that we wanna do? Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Kevin. Like, I'm super excited to be on the show and having this conversation with you. And like you said, we've got to work together in the past some, and we keep bumping into each other at Wired all the time. So, yeah, yep, well, exactly. We did. We did exactly, exactly. <laughs> a, little, a little different lately, but so, so Jake, why don't you first start off uh, it and maybe just share a little bit about yourself. Well, let's start with um, what does Jake do for fun when you have the opportunity to have fun? What do you do? Yeah. Um, uh, my fiance and I are big outdoorsy people, so we do a lot of hiking, walks, um, paddle boarding. Uh, we'll be doing some cycling when the weather warms up. Um, when it's cold out or rainy, um, I like board games, and so I have a board game collection here at home, and we do that a lot for friends and family time, and yeah, so between the family and the business and spending time outside that takes up pretty much most of the day. <laughs> so o over this, over this, let's say how holidays and the restrictions of COVID, what would be, if there was a go-to board game that you guys uh, utilize with family or just being inside, what was, what board game we're using? Uh, the one we're playing a lot right now is Azul, A-Z-U-L. Okay. And it's like a tile lane pattern building kind of game. Gotcha. And that, it obviously allows multiple players. Yep. Up to four. People to play. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So, um, and then I know that you just got engaged this year. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, yep. and your, and your fiance's name? Is Leah. Leah. Okay. And how long have you and Leah been together? Uh, we actually met in uh, quarantine, so we oh. met and started dating and and just here this year, um, back in June, and yeah, it was kind of one of those like matches, you know, match made in heaven kind of stories, and sure. so uh, yeah, so proposed earlier this year, and we're getting married um, here in September, coming up real soon. Well, congratulations. Very, yeah, thank you very much. Very cool. So, so Jake, where are, so tell us a little bit about you. Where, what's your, your backstory? Are you from the Rockford area? Uh, were you born and raised? Yeah. So I, uh, I actually grew up out on a family farm, uh, just Northwest of Rockford on like the Owen Center Road, Latham Road kind of area. Um, but the way school districts are drawn out in the middle of the boondocks is all squiggly and weird. So I ended up going to Rockton School District from kindergarten all the way through high school. So I'm a Hanamiga graduate, gotcha. um, but always had a Rockford address. And so, you know, I've worked and played in Rockford and now I've lived in Rockford most of my life. So. And going back to the Hananiga days or the, uh, or when you were in middle school, any particular, uh, what was your, who, who was Jake back, that, back then? What, what was your interest? What were the things that you were into? Uh, extra oh, yeah. activities? Um, I was, I was a big aviation geek and still am like, just really love planes. Um, I aspire to be a pilot someday, uh, just, you know, not professionally, but just get my pilot's license. Uh, and so in middle school, I, you know, I grew up watching Top Gun, right, with like Tom Cruise and all that stuff. So I was going to be a Navy fighter pilot um, when I was really little. And then I kind of figured, learned about the realities of the military and decided that that wasn't something that was I was suited for, I felt would be suited for me. And so kind of pivoted and went into um, aviation engineering. So wanting to be an aerospace engineer was kind of my pursuit during high school and college. And uh, clearly what I do today has nothing to do with 
aerospace engineering. So there's sure. been twists and turns along the path. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so, uh, so you graduated, graduated from Heidelberg. Obviously, had a passion and and a love for the idea of flying and all that aspect of it. And then I'm assuming that you had some competencies and proficiencies in in math and science. Yep, yep, big big math geek and um, still love numbers. Uh, back in high school, I did a lot of like CAD, um, computer-aided drafting and 3D modeling classes. Um, I even did like some CAD competitions at the high school level at Rock Valley College, which I know like I'm just increasing my nerd level here as I talk, but uh, <laughs> uh, so I did that. Um, and then after high school, I went to Rock Valley College uh, just to get some gen eds out of the way. And it was my second semester of calc-based physics that I kind of decided that maybe I didn't want to do engineering for the next, you know, 40 years of my life. And so um, pivoted um, into political science um, with an applied mathematics double major. Um, so uh, with that means that I shoved a two-year Rock Valley degree into three years. Um, <laughs> so added a year out of my community college, uh, but I graduated, got my associate's degree from there. And um, it was actually in that time that there was some like life changes um, with like my dad getting remarried. And so basically like a couple of weeks after I was supposed to ship off to attend University of Illinois, Chicago, um, I got a letter back saying that all of my financial grant money that I thought that I had had been denied. <laughs> um, because of the way that my parents' reporting on their finances and stuff had changed with my dad getting remarried earlier that year. So uh, my four-year um, university ambitions kind of fell through last minute. Um, I'd already moved out of my parents' place at the time. Um, my dad and I had a really hard and complicated relationship. So I moved out at the age of 19 to try to get away from that environment. And then uh, when my college application fell through or college funding and I wasn't able to go to school like I thought I was gonna be able to, um, I just was kind of like, well, I was working at Arby's at the time as kind of a holdover job until I went off to school. And I was like, I don't wanna do fast food anymore. So I kind of applied on a whim at Best Buy because I've always been into computers, I've always been in technology and uh, they hired me. And so I ended up spending three years at Best Buy, I have never gone back to college. So I have an associates, but no four-year degree, um, but did pretty well at Best Buy uh, and actually got recruited out of Best Buy to work for a local IT company here in town, Entree Computer Solutions. And so oh, sure. yeah. I worked for Mike and Kurt uh, for six and a half years. And it was in that time that Rockford Buzz formed and I ended up um, turning in my 30 day notice um, in November and December 1st of 2014. So a little over six years ago now, I stepped away from my career in IT and I've been doing Rockford Buzz full-time ever since. Gotcha, okay. Well, let me let me go back and I'm just curious if, if you, and, I, and again, obviously this is speculation, but what were you hoping with a, with a, a bachelor's degree with emphasis on poli-sci um, with political science, what was the aspiration at UIC? Were you hoping, what, what, what was at that point were you hoping to do? At uh, that point, it was um, run for office or do like a statistical analysis and work on a campaign, run, help run a campaign, which is why I had kind of the applied mathematics as a secondary there um, okay. was working polls and numbers and all those fun things that go along with running a successful political campaign. So, so for, in a, and obviously 2020's uh, political year, right? And all the turmoil that was going on and things like that. There may be some listeners that would go, why would you want to go into that world intentionally, right? <laughs> um, yeah. So, so when you, when you think back of that, um, what was, you wanted to get involved with politics, either running yourself or helping someone, you know, running their, you know, contributing to their campaign through, through uh, utilizing analysis and things like that. What, um, what kind of, what were you thinking then that you wanted to get involved with uh, the political arena? Uh, ultimately, like I just want to make the world a better place. And okay. at the time I felt like that was my 
best avenue to do so mm -hmm. um, was to enact change and, you know, just try to make America or my little slice of it um, just a little bit better, right? And sure. so uh, that was my drive then. It still very much is my drive now. It's just that that passion is expressed very differently. So, sure. right, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And and if there was something that you uh, learned from your experience at working at Entree, I've known the Brasky's for a long for an ex a period of a long period of time. But uh, when you, when you think back on that that time period you were at Entree, what would be something that you would probably say you took away from that experience? Uh, a lot. Um, that was my foray into doing, you know, business to business sales and like relationship oriented selling. You know, when you work at Best Buy, it's like the person comes in, they buy the computer, they leave and you'll probably never see them again. Right. Mm -hmm. Like pretty rare. Uh, so moving into more relationship oriented sales environment, um, learning about project management, working together in a larger team environment. Um, customer relationship management software and um, yeah, just a lot. <laughs> uh, so I started there um, in inside sales and then roughly three years in, uh, I got moved to uh, project management. And so I did project management, process development, and even there for like the last year or so I was there, I did tower climbing. Uh, so I would climb water towers and cell towers and green elevators and things like that to install um, wireless technology. Interesting. So you, yep. there was definitely a, a, a wide variety of experiences that you had uh, working there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it um, kind of did a little bit of everything. I was like, you know, a Swiss army knife there for them. And so it was a great experience and I loved working there. Like I loved what I did. I was really good at it. I liked the people that I worked with. Um, but I just had kind of stumbled across this, you know, passion with Rockford buzz, um, and a way for me to try to make my little slice of the world a better place. And so as that kind of started to gain speed and gain traction and, uh, it got to the point where I kind of had to make a decision, right? Like I had my full-time career at Entree that was pulling on my time. Um, I had my business that was pulling on my time. I had found out, um, you know, earlier in the year that, um, or early, relatively early on in this whole Rockford Buzz adventure, I had found out that uh, my son Jethro, who is now six years old, was on the way. And so it was kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, I either need to turn this into a business and turn this into something that can sustain my family, or I need to drop this little Facebook hobby that I have um, and focus on my career at Entree. And at that point, I had chosen the former. And as it gained speed, I ended up having to make that decision. Do I go full time, right? <laughs> and do my own business? Or do I can, you know, keep doing the thing that's um, safe and secure and comfortable? Yeah. So I definitely want to come back and revisit that. But before we do that, let's let's talk a little bit about what was uh, what is the what is Rockford Buzz and and what is, you know, and, and you know, what what is that concept? And then what has what has it evolved to right now? Sure. So uh, it's gone through um, a lot of evolutions in the last six years or so. But I feel like one thing that I found out of 2020 and having a lot more time to sit and think, as we all have had, uh, was I got a lot of clarity around kind of what is Rockford Buzz's niche and like what is the space, you know, like what is the shape of my puzzle piece to really fit into kind of what it is that I do. Um, it all actually started um, out of a source of frustration, to be honest with you. Um, I've been a pro Rockford guy for like as long as I can remember. And I've always seen the potential in Rockford, right? Like we have a lot going for us in terms of our cultural assets or natural assets, um, a great community, a low cost of living. And then we're like less than two hours from three, you know, very large metropolitan areas. And uh, I had friends and family that were always just talking smack about Rockford for lack of a better term, right? Saying how it's so terrible to live here and they can't get, wait to get away and there's nothing to do and they're so bored and all these things. So. It got to a point where I kind of started challenging some of them and, 
you know, asking, you know, have you been to Anderson Japanese Gardens? Have you been to City Market? Have you, you know, caught live music? Have you been to Starlight Theater? Have you like, when was the last time you went to Coronado or caught an Ice Hogs game and just start rattling things off? And a lot of the responses that I got from them was basically ignorance, right? They're like, well, if I'd known that these things existed, then, you know, I wouldn't have this, you know, crappy attitude about it. And so in my frustration, I was like, fine, like you can claim ignorance this once, but I'm going to go out and start and remove that excuse. So I actually grabbed my cell phone um, and just started running around downtown Rockford, popping into businesses and saying, hey, I have this little Facebook page. Um, It's called, you know, it wasn't even called Rockford Buzz at the time. It was called Dream Rockford. My little slogan was dream of a better Rockford. And I would just hold my hold my phone up and record a little video of them and post it to my Facebook page. And that's how it got started. Um, okay. It's, it's kind of crazy thinking back. Cause like, I didn't have any editing skills. Like I had no education in photography or video work. I didn't have software on my computer. I, I literally had no idea what I was doing. I just knew that I could record video on my phone and I could hold it really still for a while. And that's about <laughs> all I knew. So, you know, I would hit record and they would get four minutes into their little spiel about their business and they'd mess up. And I'd be like, I'm sorry, you have to start all the way from the beginning because I don't know how to edit your video. <laughs> so they'd have to redo the whole thing all over again, right from the beginning. Um, but Rockford is a really supportive community. Like people just want to help people out. And so I got a lot of early support, you know, it's like, they were like, yeah, like, I like the idea. Like I'm not having to pay to do it. Like, sure. I'll talk about my business and in front of you for a couple of minutes. And that's how it kind of all got started. Yeah. And then just, just going back to that original uh, origin state, right. That you wanted to to show your friends, show people that you knew that were talking the the stereotypical smack about where they come from yeah. uh what what kind of response over time have have they those those in, not specific individuals but as a whole what how have they how do you think that they've utilized rockford buzz to change their perception of of rockford yeah i mean like i've had you know close close friends and family and complete strangers tell me that you know because of the content that they see from us that they are, learn about new places that they never would have known existed before and that it has given them you know a real connection to what makes Rockford special and and that is like our small business and our local organizations that that do that and um has really helped change their their opinion on it you know it's it's funny because at the beginning everybody the common response was why would you do that that was the common response it wasn't like, oh, that's a great idea. Like, that's so amazing of you, or I hope you the best. It was kind of like, why would you want to highlight Rockford? Like, there's nothing to highlight here, right? That was kind of the general response that I got. Um, and now that we've been around for a while and we've built an audience and we've built a name for ourselves through a lot of hard work and a lot of grit um, and a lot of hustle, like now it's, it's funny because I don't, I don't hear that anymore, right? I don't hear the question, like, why would you do that? It's like, it's so great that you do this is the response yeah. that we get now. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, if you look back, right, so you're looking, you started in 2014, right? And yeah, the was... hobby started like in 2013, and we formally okay. launched the business in 2014. Okay. And so, you, it, and there has been a significant transformation in the last six to seven years in the Rockford area, specifically downtown and in, in other areas of, of, of Rockford. And, and obviously being able to let people know about that is part of how you're contributing to that. Yeah. 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 We like to, you know, at the beginning, I viewed myself kind of like as like a marketing platform for small business, but today Um, And one of those things that I've, you know, learned in the last 12 to 18 months and kind of really come to realize is like, we are very much just a positive news media outlet. We're like, you know, a local TV or radio station or newspaper. It's just that we're, you know, digital only. And, you know, we create this kind of niche kind of content. Um, And yeah, and that's kind of like our way of helping to raise Rockford up 
is by just promoting the positive stories that are within our own community and showing people um, those that live, you know, right down the street from them uh, that are doing good things to, to pursue their own dreams and start their businesses and pursue their passions. And in that effort, right, it makes the community better as a whole. So, so, so that'll be, so when you think of, as, and, and I think you, you, you hit it right on the head. I mean, it's, it goes from an idea and then it evolves as we learn more about what we didn't know and, and we figure out what does work and what doesn't work and what, you know, and then we have to sometimes kind of sit back and, 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 and especially with the changes that happened in 2020, how, how to, is this really the direction I want things to go? Right. And you, so it sounds like you're saying you made a conscious choice of talking about Rockford community as, as a whole, but talking about it from, from the light perspective or from the, the life giving perspective, the hope perspective versus what is extremely popular in media and social media, which is sensationalizing tragedy, crisis, negativity. Correct. Yeah, we've never ran a negative news story on Rockford Buzz in the six plus years that it's been a thing, right? Um, like we, we explicitly state that we have a bias in our media and that it's a and it's one of positivity and solutions. And so, you know, um, you're right about the social media and, and the news, right? Like if it bleeds, it leads. Uh, that was kind of one of the things that frustrated me. And I understand, you know, from a news reporting perspective, right? Like if you are a news channel, like you, that kind of comes with the territory, but especially six to seven years ago, it felt like, you know, the positive news reporting was just a, a sliver of the overall content. And so I kind of wanted to be the antithesis to that. Um, and that means like, you know, in terms of working the social media algorithm and getting our message out there, like it is an uphill battle. Um, because click-throughs aren't as high on positive news as they are on negative news. Like the data shows it. It's, it's a fact, right? So, uh, so we just um, focus on creating a community and, you know, pulling pe like-minded people that want to see positive news and want to see, you know, the good side of our community and get connected with it and really kind of feeding to those people. And in the last six years, you know, between you know, Instagram and Facebook and, you know, Twitter, we're like, you know, bumping up next to 20,000 followers. And so that's mostly right here in the great, the greater Rockford area. Sure. And so it's, it's kind of funny to think, you know, like, oh, it was just me. Like I was the only positive person in Rockford when I started this, because everybody around me was negative. Right. And so when you're the only one thinking or talking of a certain way, it's easy to feel alone. But one thing I've really found through this whole adventure is that I'm not alone. <laughs> There's literally right. thousands, thousands of people in our own community that that feel the same way that I do. Yeah, and, and I think you're I think you're 100 right. Number one, you, you you wouldn't necessarily know people who were focusing on that. They they probably were so focused on doing their 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 thing in their lane that they weren't necessarily connected or networked. Um, and and then over time, you know, some of those twenty thousand followers are now uh, they got invited into something that they may have been in the middle about anyways. But this was a way for them to 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 lean in toward being more life giving than attracted to life taking things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So so you said earlier that you had to make some had to make some tough decisions, right? So this <laughs> this idea of um, well, one, one of those tough decisions was, was early on when you found out financially you didn't have the money to go to UIC or continue with UIC. Um, so, that, so you had to make some tough decisions with that. And then, and then later when you're at Entree, you start this thing. It really, like you said, it was a hobby. Um, and then you're working it. And it sounds like, and it re refresh our memories, you, you started, you went full-time or you left Entree. When did you leave Entree? At, so the Rock for Buzz is just a hobby started like the middle of 2013 or so. Yeah. Um, and it was that summer that I found out that 
Jethro was on his way. 2014 comes and he's born in May. We launched the first version of the website in September and then December I leave Entree. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you were, <laughs> you, were, you were making some pretty quick decisions, pretty quick decisions after Jethro was born. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so like the way that we monetize is through like sponsorships essentially. So the small business community and the local organization community sponsors Rockford Buzz um, through, and they get benefits and advertising exposure through that. Uh, so I was kind of pre-selling sponsorships, you know, before we launched the website, basically saying like, Hey, like your, you know, annual sponsorship or monthly sponsorship, doesn't start until the website launches and we formally launch. So like the business was kind of starting to pay for itself at that point in time. But what I was really bumping into is just a lack of time in my day. Like, you know, I was committed to doing the work for Entree while I was at Entree, but there was only so much I could get done for Rockford Buzz between the hours of five, six o'clock at night. And like whenever I crashed out, you know, sure. there's only so much I could do on the weekend. And like, plus it's like, now I had this new addition to the family. And so how do I balance all of these things? And um, it kind of came down to like, I, I was feeling like I was robbing Mike and Kurt of their time. Right. It was like, a buzz phone call would come in and it's like, I would run out on my lunch break to shoot a video really quick and I would run back. And it's just like this, it just felt like there was just too much. So I kind of had to make the decision of, you know, I either have to dive in with faith and have faith that like the finance, the financial piece will be, you know, provided for, right. If this is really what I'm meant to do or like, I just need to cut the cord because like, I can't, I can't juggle all of this. Right. So even after I decided, Hey, I'm going to make this a business. Even after I decided like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, sell things. It was, it was very much still that, you know, trying to juggle the, the full-time job with this part-time side business and then making that decision of when I was going to leave the nice stable income. Right? right. And so when I put in my 30 day notice, you know, Mike, looked at me and he asked, he's like, is there anything I can say or do to keep you here? <laughs> like, so you don't go. And it was, you know, one of the highest praises you can get from, you know, an employer, right? Is like, what can I do to make you stay? Um, but I told him, I was like, Mike, I have to know whether or not I can do this. Like, I don't want to get 60 years down the road and look back and wonder what if, like, I would much rather have a life filled with oh wells and you know oh darns than what ifs, right? And so I decided to take a fifty percent pay cut essentially uh, to go full time in a Rockford Buzz on a wing and a prayer and a lot of hard work and you know there's a lot of sacrifices that had to be made, um, but I'm glad that I did it. Like I, I have no regrets, right? Well, and I think that Jake, that you just said, you just told the story of every successful entrepreneur, right? Has has yeah. that 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 elements to the story. Now, the un, unsuccessful entrepreneur, right, makes the leap of faith, but may not have done all the hard work of of all the different aspects of a business, regardless of it's a formal business plan or not. It's it's figuring out not only the what you need to quantify to what you need to monetize and quantify that but then it's also the element of do you have a good story that other people will find value yeah and i i feel like a lot of my success comes from you know some books that i read and like one of those big books big books is start with why by simon sinek um, and he talks about why, you know, that the fact that people don't care about what you do, they care about why you do it. And so, you know, if you're telling the story of your brand or your mission or whatever, uh, to talk about, you know, what it is that drives you to talk about your core beliefs. And so that was kind of how I led every conversation. And I still do today. That's how I lead every conversation, you know, with a new business organization that isn't familiar with me or what we do. 
Uh, and then the other one is by uh, Gary Vaynerchuk and it's called the thank you economy. And it's just this idea of if you go out and you sow good seeds that, you know, people build a connection to you and they want to reciprocate those good seeds that you've sown into their life. And so, you know, we've done seven, 800 plus Rockford Buzz videos for local businesses just here in the last six years. And I've never charged a penny for any of those videos. Um, and I wanted to be able to walk into a place and be, hey, my name is Jake and I'm here to help. And this is how I can help you. I can shoot a little video. I can post it on my social media and help you get the word out about your business. Um, and as opposed to it being, hi, my name is Jake and I'm here to sell you something, which in the world of advertising and marketing, that's usually the message that they hear, right? Sure. Uh, and so, yeah. So I just kind of like rocked those two ideas and it's, it's worked for us. It's worked for me. You know, and, and, I, and I know that you got into other things that to promote the Rockford, Rockford Buzz brand, you know, obviously a, a big part of what you, uh, a, a big part of the source of revenue, right, to, mm -hmm. to keep you being able to do it full time and, and that element is, is the sponsorships for the, from the website, right? So that, that sounds like that's the majority, that's your primary revenue stream, right? Yeah. So it's funny. Like when I started Rock for Buzz, I told myself I'm not going to write code and I don't want to be quote unquote, the video guy. Right. Those are two things that I said out loud to myself and to everybody around me that would listen in the first few years that I ran Rock for Buzz. Um, I now write all my own code. So the, the app that you download from the app store for your iPhone or Android or the website that you visit, like I wrote all that um, from scratch and taught myself how to code back in like 2017. Uh, and now like the primary value that I provide for our community is the video work that we do. Um, and we do professional video production. That's the side of the business that I've just kind of grown via word of mouth and building relationships. And, you know, you do all these free buzz videos and people see them and like them, they go, hey, we want to shoot a TV commercial. Do you do that? And we do. So, you know, we shoot a lot of TV commercials here in the area, we shoot a lot of, you know, um, fundraising pieces and brand documentaries and all sorts of fun stuff like that as well. So, gotcha. so and that was something that I didn't know you guys did or you, that you got into. And now that was another thing that obviously you you learned along the way. It wasn't anything that you necessarily um, were were specifically trained in. It was just what you've learned along the way. Yeah, like I, like I said earlier, I never went back to school, like quote unquote school, um, but I also never stopped learning either. Um, school of YouTube and a lot of books and, um, you know, working with and partnering with, you know, other professionals just here in the area um, has taught me a lot. Like my first TV commercial that I sold, I didn't even own a camera when I first sold my first TV commercial. Um, and it's, you know, but I had connections in the community with videographers and people that did. And so I said, hey, like, you know, I have the sales side of things. I have the relationship side of things. You have the creative side. Um, so I'll subcontract you, right? So I'll subcontract you to do the commercial and you bring your camera and your equipment and I'll work with the client on the script and the, you know, on the directorial side and we'll form a partnership. And so, you know, that was with Zach like five, almost six years ago now. And to date, we've done, I don't know, 60, 70 professional projects together. We're shooting, we're shooting one this Wednesday and Thursday. We're going to be on set for a day and a half together. Nice. Um, nice. And so, yeah. Um, and well, so and I think, learning from him and. Well, I think those, those things along with, you know, kind of like everything that really was the origins of uh, Rockford Buzz is about collaborating and about, you know, you helping not only your client, but then helping other individuals so that you can collaborate with them and then you could be farther ahead than if you would have completely done it solo yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, like, you know, I have skills and I'm very good at those skills, but the number of skills that I have is a very short list. Uh, and so <laughs> Um, finding people that are, you know, better at my job than I am, right, is kind of like 
the entrepreneurial goal is, you know, how do I surround myself with people that are smarter and better than me? Um, because without them, like, I'm not going to go anywhere. Right. Like, um, you can go fast by yourself, but you, you know, if you want to go far, you need a team of people around you. And so, you know, finding these people. So, so when you, and I know, you know, you have a podcast and that's another way of, you know, getting, getting digital content out to people and getting, getting information out and another way of reaching people in the midst of, and I know this, and, and I know that uh, there's probably more than one that would meet in this, that would fall into this category, but just off the top of your head, either someone that you interviewed in when you went to their place of employment or their organization or if someone you had on your podcast if there's one in particular that stood out to you that kind of like that if you wouldn't have had the opportunity to either meet them or have them on the show you wouldn't have learned that it opened up it opened up something else it opened up a new perspective for you anything come to mind for you uh yeah actually like really early on um and it wasn't even a buzz video per se it was um Somebody that I used to work, like, <laughs> it's crazy, right? So all the, all those degrees of separation here or ways of connection. So uh, it was uh, Chris Kelly um, and he works in marketing. Uh, he uh, was a client of mine when I worked at Entree. So when I was in inside sales at Entree, he was a guy that I met with and, you know, had supported from the IT side or whatever. And so um, Chris had contacted me pretty early on in my Rockford Buzz days after I'd already gone full time and said, hey, I'm on the committee for the Addy Awards, which is kind of like the Grammys for advertising. And they have a local chapter here in Rockford. And he said, hey, we want to do just like a little featurette for Lonnie's Carpet Max and Al Grace Appliance of just like interviewing them and compiling a bunch of their old ad footage and making a little tribute video for them. Um, would you be willing to do it, you know, pro bono because we're just a little, you know, Addy Award organization. And so we can't pay you, but we just really love your, uh, love your help. And we'll make you a sponsor and give you free tickets to come to the event and have a good time. And, uh, you know, I was and still very much am in the habit of just saying yes, um, because you never know what door will open when you say yes. Um, and so I was like, yeah, I would love to. And so I did those videos and at the Addy Awards, um, they played them both, um, Lonnie and, um, Brad from Al Grace, just like, they both loved them. They thought they were great. Um, it's crazy. Cause like I, I shot those, those interview pieces, uh, with my cell phone. I still didn't have a camera. Um, so I was still shooting videos with my cell phone. I had a little lavalier mic, but it wasn't wireless. So I had a cord run down out the bottom of their short and all the way across the floor and plug into my cell phone to get the audio. Um, like I didn't have lights, like it, I mean, it was really rough, right? Like looking back today, based on what I would bring in to do that shoot, it's a whole nother world. Um, but I did it and they liked it. And maybe like a week or two later, I got a call from Monica at Hills Marketing. And she was like, hey, Jake, Lonnie loved working with you. He felt super comfortable. He thought the video for the Addy Awards was great. Uh, we're kind of in between videographers right now and we need to shoot a commercial. And so I was calling to see if you do any TV commercial work. And that was the first connection that I had to doing professional video production. Um, I you know, I had never done it before. I was like, yeah, I totally do that. You know, like nervous on the other end of the phone. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. I do that for companies. Sure. Uh, and then I hung up and then, you know, quickly panic dialed uh, my friend in the videography business going like, hey, like, <laughs> I don't have a camera and I'm supposed to do a TV commercial shoot. Like, what do I do? Right. Uh, and so that kind of opened up that whole door of professional video production work that now it accounts for you know 40 percent of my revenue every year sure okay interesting yeah well and i think you you make a phenomenal point right so if if we you know kind of going back to some of those you know uh uh, forks in the road right If, if you would have played it safe then all these things that have have been happening right doors that have opened that you've then also chosen to walk through those doors uh they happen because you chose not to play it safe 
Now, granted, it wasn't like it was less work. It probably was more work, um, but you had to resist the temptation of playing it safe. Um, and, yeah. and I think in, in similar to saying yes on that very brief phone call uh, about helping out with the Addies, um, even though you knew that it wasn't going to necessarily, you know, uh, there wasn't going to be any monetary value to it. It ended up being a, a critical monetary a strategic monetary pathway because it led to doing 40% of your business now. Right. And like in hindsight, it would, you know, you'd say that's a no brainer, but in the moment, you know, it's a different story, right? Because in the moment I'm saying yes to something that I'm at the time, I was like, I'm not going to get paid on this when I'm trying to feed a baby, feed my family. I'm within my first year of being full time. Like I said, I just took a 50% pay cut. So I have all these financial pressures. I'm trying to grow my business financially. And then I get this call from somebody going, will you do two large videos, right? That are going to take days of your time. Um, and by the way, like we can't pay you for them, right? Uh, and so it's, it's always like the play it safe. I feel like there's always kind of two major temptations, right? It's playing it safe. And then it's like the greed side of things, right? Where it's, well, this isn't paying me, so I'm not going to do it. Or I've had a lot of people over the years go, Jake, you should charge for your buzz videos. Like you are providing them so much value and you're not even asking for like anything. And for me, it was like, no, I'm, I don't want to charge for those videos because I feel like the psychological shift that happens, even if you just ask for a single dollar is one is, is one where it blocks me off to a whole lot of people that need help, right? Where if I come in and I say, hey, I'm gonna do this for you for free. I don't care if you never become a sponsor, that's not what I'm here to do. Like, I'm going to tell you about my sponsor program because that's how I pay my bills, but it's not a bait and switch. It's a no strings attached free promotion for your business right? Like maintaining that integrity for me was more important than just taking the quote unquote, the easy money. Right. Right. And yeah. yeah and I think, I think you're, you, 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 you definitely nailed it. There's a lot of noise and there's a lot of distracting things and out there. And then when we have fear of uh, financial uh, instability or financial failure, um, that that can definitely get into a distracting way or when we have you know too much going on too much work going on then how do we know what to say no to so we can say yes to the right things and that isn't easy to do either it's a trial and error aspect of 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 things and and being able to take the time like you talked about in in the last few months to be able to sit and reflect and go, okay, what, what directions do I want Rockford Buzz to go in? What directions do I want Jake to move in? Um, so that it can be the right yeses that, that strategically will continue to keep the same message. Yeah, absolutely. And like, we try and fail a lot here, right? Like, um, I believe in placing little bets and just trying small things because you never know what small thing will turn into a big thing. Um, and you know, my philosophy is like fail just fast enough so that you don't tank your project, right? Like <laughs> fail as fast as you can without falling completely flat. Um, because like, you don't, you know, you learn through your failures and right. you know, that's why we have, you know, I'm on my fifth version of my app and my website in six years. Like I've been four entire versions of my website um, and rewrote the whole thing from scratch just because of what we were learning and how we were doing things like mm -hmm. 2020 hit and I could no longer stand next to someone to have an interview conversation with them. Now I had to be six plus feet away. So that meant like I had to figure out another way of introducing myself to maintain like my presence within the brand, but then also doing the interview in a way and figuring out some of the audio logistics around that. Um, but because of that, we have a whole new format of video that came out of that, that people really, really like. 
And so, you know, even in the midst of challenges, just trying different things, um, you know, is what's gonna lead to the road, you know, lead down the road of success, right? Absolutely. So when you think of the 2021, we're starting 2021 right now, and you think of 21 and 22, where, what, what new things, what things would you, obviously still keeping the focus of, of what you do with Rockford Buzz and what, what Jake does with Rockford Buzz, but what, anything on the horizon that uh, you have coming up? <laughs> uh, yeah, a, a lot of things, actually. Um, okay. So we, I'm a very face-to-face kind of person. In my personal life, I'm like never on social media. I maybe open up Facebook once a day when I'm like, have like five minutes to kill, right? But in my personal life, I'm never on social, um, which is a little weird to think that, you know, like I produce all this content for social media, but then I'm like never post anything personally. Uh, so I do a great job in engaging with our business community because I'm face to face, right? Like I'm going out, I'm seeing them, I'm talking to them on the phone, I'm sending them emails, that kind of thing. But in terms of engaging with our audience and giving back directly to our small business community, um, we wanted to take some time at the end of 2020 to figure out how to do that so we could like launch things this year. So we're like in the pr- like process of launching things like in like this week and next week at the time of this recording. Um, here at the very beginning of 2021 to do that. So we're launching some kind of gift card uh, program. So we're going to like draw a random drawing um, from our Rockford Buzz users like every month um, and for birthday giveaways. So we'll, at the end of January, we'll draw for a, you know, happy birthday, $50 gift card to a local business of your choice. Um, We're doing uh, polls and voting where people, our audience can vote on like their favorite place to get tacos or their favorite place to have coffee, you know, favorite local coffee establishment, that sort of thing. And, you know, everyone that participates in the vote, you know, will, you know, do a random drawing from there to give a $25 gift card to a local coffee place or whatever the theme of that poll is, right? Um, And we're doing some referral program stuff too, just to try to like draw more people to the website you know, social media is where a lot of people live. And so like, we have to live there. Um, But I can't control Facebook's algorithm. (laughs) And so as a business, I want to try to get people like on our email newsletter, on our website, downloading our app, um, and engaged in our community at a higher level. And so doing these, you know, kind of giveaways in a fun way, lets us directly give back to the small business community. Um, directly give to the people that engage with us and that are our audience and but do it in like a way that's kind of you know fun because that's part of our brand is like having fun and true, so true. well and I think that you know and again you've been doing that all along and, and the main thing was about Rockford the greater Rockford community and now what I'm hearing you say is even outside of the business community it would be more the the fans or the patrons, right? That you yep. are looking at trying to create more of a community with, with them by having them engaging either in the surveys or engaging in, um, you know, different different aspects of interacting with on the website or interacting on social media for the website. Yep. Sounds good. Well, Jake, yeah. as we get ready to wrap up, because I think everything that you're doing is, and what I love so much about your your story is that, obviously you had setbacks and setbacks as we know are always part of the story and there's a time when we'll learn more from a setback um, than we will if the door just opened right and because there's probably some things that would have not ever taken place if you would have gone to UIC um Oh yeah, like my entire life at this yeah. point. <laughs> right? Right. My entire adult life would not have taken place if uh, if I had gone to UIC. Yeah. And so and, and for people who are listening, it's I think that's that's always those stories of hope and always those stories that can then model. Well, if Jake can do that, then then maybe in my own version, I can I could do that same type of thing and have a greater impact on the overall the overall um either my community within just my own household or my neighborhood or maybe even something larger than that. Yeah, and I like one thing that I don't know, just kind of looking back and reflecting, right, is that like everything I do professionally today, I did 
hundreds of times for free before I ever made a penny off of it. And, you know, one of my passions is, is education. And so like, I like to volunteer at some of our local high schools. And like, that's one thing that I kind of tell the students all the time is like, if you want to do something as a career, like do it for free first, because if you do it for free enough times, like that thank you economy kind of model, right? Like if you give and you give and a give, you're going to, you know, build experience, you're going to build a portfolio, you're going to build a reputation and connections. And like, there'll come a point where somebody will offer you money to do the thing that you were doing for free. And um, it's just, it's just an, you know, it's just a different approach than from what I hear a lot of people when they say, you know, I'll do the job better once I get the raise, or I'll do a better quality of work once I get the reward. And, you know, if you take it and flip it, there's a lot of places you can go with that. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I, I probably did, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe 10 years worth of presentations without ever receiving any compensation for them. And I justified that it was just, you know, marketing or branding for KP at that time. And then 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 after that was shatter of silence. But uh, it, it really wasn't until the last three years um, or so, three to four years that I was, I was I able to charge anything to actually make it a part of my actual work week yeah. um, as far as a compensation of it. So, um, so Jake, if there's anything that you'd want to leave, leave the listeners with, um, what would be one thing you'd want to leave the listeners with? Uh, I would say, um, like I said, like do it for free, whether it's just you out there knocking on doors and offering whatever it is that you feel like value you can add and just adding that for free, or it could be through a volunteer organization or, you know, whatever, and just say yes, like you don't, like it's, you know, it's hard to see or, you know, three bends down the road, right? Like it's impossible. Um, But it's, especially at the beginning, it's easier to say yes, dip your toe in the water and find out that it wasn't for you rather than saying no, and then you're left wondering what if. I had just said yes to that phone call or just said yes to that request or that call for help. What if I just said yes? So. Yeah, absolutely. So Jake, just, just for, again, for the audience, how would they uh, get a hold of you? How would they learn more about uh, Rockford Buzz? What, what's the best way to get, get a hold of you or get a hold or, or follow you? Yeah, I mean, the best way is just hit rockfordbuzz.com. And there we have links to like, you know, all the things we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter. um, We're on YouTube now. We've recently started publishing our videos to YouTube. So we're there as well. Uh, And you can always just send me an email. It's just jacob at rockfordbuzz.com. Or you can DM us on any of our social media pages. So I got my eyes on all the things. Perfect. Well, Jake, thank you very much. Congratulations on your engagement and yeah, your upcoming you. wedding this year. And um, and thank you for everything that you're doing for the community and inspiring hope for other people to continue uh, doing that as well. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate it. Okay. We'll talk to you soon.